Hello and welcome to the exciting opening of the unofficial, unsanctioned, uninvited, unwelcome, uninitiated, undead women's UCI <laughs> cycling show. I'm Zombie Dan and with me is Zombie Sarah. Hi, Zombie Sarah. Morning. Actually, no, you're evil overlord UCI robot Sarah, aren't you? We haven't addressed that. Oh, no, nothing to do with that. Shit, I can't believe you saw through me. Hello. Oh, my God, Dan. Oh, my God, Dan. Oh, my God, Dan. You love Pat McQuaid? I'm sorry, people. It's a programming problem. I will attempt to get the world's best hackers to, uh, you know, deal with this problem. If anyone has a connection with Anonymous, we'll uh, we'll get Sarah's software hacked and, and fixed sometime soon. She loves Pat McQuaid. What can I say? It's not that. It's, it's snowing in Belgium. Holy motherfucking bullshit. It is. That's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am super, super, super excited that the season is here. It's, it's, it's cobbles. It's... I know. It, isn't it oh. awesome? Nothing says spring like really shitty, snowy, fucking miserable cold weather in Belgium. Spring! <laughs> I did ask Jessica if there were like um, leaves on the trees and shoots and things like that. And she was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yes, the news has just started filtering through that it's snowing in Ghent and uh, appears that it will continue to snow off and on through to the weekend and that the weather on the weekend will be uh, shit. That's a technical professional meteorological term. Uh, So, yes. Now, why is that important, Dan? Because some people are going to ride their bikes on the weekend over cobbles (sighs) in Belgium. It's like going to church if that means something, you know, to you. (laughs) It's the omelette noise blad. I can't say that word. Basically, this this week's podcast, dear listener, the challenge is who can mangle pronunciations worse, Dan or I, because neither of us can speak Flemish. (laughs) So Sarah and I, among other things, will be talking through uh, the the classics and the other main races of the season because we're excited because the season's really kicking off this weekend. Um, And yeah, neither of us are particularly good at a variety of other languages. So we'll be putting up a poll on uh, our website. I'm not going to tell you what it is because Sarah loves to say... (laughs) ProWomenCycling.com You don't actually have to type the giggle. You just finish it .com and hit enter and you'll get to the website. Typing a giggle would be ridiculous. Anyway, um, so yeah, we're going to put a poll up there and you can vote for who is best or worst, depending on how you read the question best, um, at pronouncing all the names that we're so terrible at, including <laughs> the Omloop Het Newsblad. Oh, you see, you sound like you know what you're talking about. Yes, it's Saturday. It's Saturday, people. But yeah, it's... We'll talk a little bit more later on about what that race is going to be like. We'll also tell you a bit about the tra- World Championships and some interesting news and videos and links we've seen this week. But yeah, we just also wanted to tell you about the calendar. Oh, because it's racing, Dan. It's racing. And also the calendar is, well, you know, to put it mildly, pretty fucking huge. Well, technically, it's a lot smaller than it has been in recent years. But but no racers have announced they have collapsing in the last month. And I'm taking that as a good sign. Knock on wood. Here we go. Knocking on wood. 
Um, so yeah, we've got a whole bunch of, of stuff going on. We've got the Omloop on Saturday. Um, there are a bunch of other races, but quickly, let's flash through the classics highlights, Sarah. Yeah, these are the highlights of the classic season. So we've got the Omloop this week, and then next weekend we've got the first race in the Lotto Cycling Cup, the Samin. Um, the Samin has a men's race as well, but why we're interested in it is because Lotto Cycling Cup is a series of six-day races and one three-day stage race, which there's points um, allocated at each race, and at the end of the season you get a prize. It's um, it's it's a kind of second tier season long competition but it's lovely the races are always fantastic and they get videoed always a bonus and when it comes to women's cycling i think by now we all know that a women's race that you can see is fucking better than basically any other race you can see yes basically or or any men's race at all not that we're sexist or anything that would be wrong never yeah. Never, 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 never. So the salmon is next weekend, and we'll tell you a little bit more about the Lotto Cycling Cup in next week's podcast. But then we have Drent, Drentha Week. Oh, Drentha, Drentha, Ronde van Drentha. Oh my God, three races in the in in the Netherlands for women. I mean, it's part of this ridiculous week. Basically, the whole part of the region just gets taken over by cycling they might even have men's racers and they have kids racers and it's brilliant but it's included in the three women's races is the first round of the road world cup Woo! <laughs> so exciting, Woo! Uh, um, road world cup if you don't know if you if you don't know it is um it's it's eight races throughout the year um you get they're really amazing they're really fun lovely races you get points for the first 20 finishers and at the end of the season there's a, a shiny big exciting prize for the winner and it's generally mariana boss but then that goes for everything so yes and you get to drink out of the cup, and it's huge. You think uh, Little John's Crunk Juice Cup is big? This cup is motherfucking huge. You have no idea what Crunk Juice is, do you, Sarah? That's sad. I have no... That's sad. That all... I feel sad for you. What can I say? I'm a deprived child. So, yeah, so we have the Ronde van Drenth on the 9th, which has... Oh, it's a ridiculous race, and I say that with much love. It has long stretches of mossy, wet, shitty cobbles through forests. It has sections where you're battered by the Dutch wind, and it goes three times over the Vamberg, possibly my favourite climb in the whole of women's cycling. Really? That's your favourite? I'm not, I'm not disputing, I'm just, that. that's your favourite? That's pretty cool. I don't know if I actually have a favourite climb, so I'm do, impressed. Do you, know about the, do you know what the Vamberg is? Isn't that the one that's mountains of rubbish? Yeah, basically. It's a man. You know the Netherlands? Not very hilly in that part of the country. Um, well, they're building hills now, I guess, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's a man made hill. It used to be a municipal rubbish dump, and now it's a man made hill, and it's ridiculously steep. And there's a lovely video of Mariana Voss um, wrecking the new route over it, and it's just brilliant is it and true that in the musettes that they get at the feed station at the bottom of the climb they always include pegs so the riders can put them on their noses as they go over the first time well 
you know what? This is the Netherlands. You know they're like the um, the, the, the 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 future world leaders and generally better than uh, uh, everything than everyone else in the world. They don't have smells. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so after Drenthe, um a couple of weeks later, on the twenty fourth of March, there's the Trofeo Binder, which is an amazing race in in the Varese province of Italy. Um, I'll put a link to the promo video because it's lovely and it's you do one giant loop of uh, with lots of hills in it, and then you do about nine laps with lots of hills in it, and it's just a killer race. It can be won in any stage, and both Drenthe and Alfredo Binder might be streamed. Oh, please, God, make it so. <laughs> and then the week after Alfredo Binder... Oh, we'll have a, we'll, if we're lucky, we'll have a new Pope by then. The new Pope will totally make that happen, for sure. Oh, yeah, in Italy, yes. I wasn't yeah. convinced about the Pope's reach in Drenthe, but yes, you might be no, right. No, no, totally, yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then, it's the Ronda van Flanderen. <laughs> Yeah! Mm. Dan, what do you think about the Ronde van Vlaanderen? I love it. It's pretty good. Yeah? How yep. good is it? It's like the most fucking good, awesome, best thing ever. And do you like a lot of things? I am not quite the same as you, Sarah. When I pick something that I love, I love it. So if you had to have, if you were offered no more beer or no more Flanders, what would you take? But you can't have Flanders without beer, Sarah. Don't do this. That's... <laughs> I weep at the thought. <laughs> I love doing this to him. And the week after, then just after Flanders, we have the Energy Watch Tour. Can you say Energy Watch Tour? The Energy Wacht Tour. Oh shit! And, and energy wacht tour. Yes, I did know that. I honestly, and that is well. I mean, it's a tour. It's from the third to the seventh of April, but it's basically um, just four classics races in a row slammed together and called a tour. It's got cobbled. It's got wind. It's like ridiculously attacking. And the energy watch tour is pretty much the first stage race of the year where you get to read brilliant race reports that are like yes, and at twelve kilometres. All of Rabobank attacked, and they took with them Ina Yoko Tutenberg and Emma Johansson, and the rest of the peloton was 25 minutes behind and suffering. Awesome. So yeah, that's lovely. And then, and then, and then, and then, the week after that is the Flesh Vallon. La Flesh Vallon. Just yeah. I mean, we all know. It's. I mean, they, they. The women's race is pretty much the same course as the men's race, but they miss out that really long, fucking boring stretch before they get to Hui. They just start riding from there. So yay! It always comes down to the murder Hui. And, and also, uh, I think I personally think this race is going to be super exciting this year because Evie Stevens won it last year in that amazing two-up with Mariana, and. I, you know, like I have no at this point prediction or idea of how the race will unfold, but I think the fact that this was like the big race that Mariana didn't win last year, and Evie did win, it's it. I think it's going to be a, a big deal this year. It really is. But you know what else Mariana hasn't won, didn't win last year, and has never won ever, 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 ever. ever. Mariana has never won the Ronde van Vlaanderen. 
But will she? Will she? In she really, she's never won that? Wow. Yeah. Well, do you, I don't know if you remember, but in 2011, mm-hmm. she was in the final group, um, and it was that year where Nederland Bluet were really playing their Mariana Voss and Amique Van Vleuten uh, strategy perfectly, because, you know, that damned if you do, damned if you don't. If, yep. if Anamique jumps and everyone else chases her, they're just dragging Mariana to the finish. Yep, yep. But if they don't chase Anamique, Anamique wins. Exactly. So yeah, so that was um, that was that was Anamique's year. So yeah, no, Mariana has never won Flanders. So, well, yet. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I think I mean all of those races, and I mean the thing about Flanders and Flechevolon as well is that even though we should get TV because you know fixed cameras on the moor, while the men are riding some god awful boring loop where they're just riding together, you'd think they'd show us the finish line at least, or um, at least picture in picture. If you if you run uh, the TV feed for any of these races and are listening, hi, hello, how are you? If you need advice, I have ideas. But at the very fucking least, just put a picture of the women in the corner. At the very <laughs> least. I'll put a picture of the men in the corner. I mean, you know, the cyclocross, the the cyclocross super prestige season is is has does this. They have their adverts, and in the corner, picture within picture. It's not that hard. Look, the technology has literally been around since like the late sixties, early seventies. Um, it's not hard. Let's just fucking get it done. Get it done. So- the weekend after, the, and then after, so Flesh is on the 17th of April. Yes. Then on the weekend of the 21st and the 22nd, these are women's races that you may not have heard of if you're not a rabid, psychotic women's cycling fan or just a general women's cycling fan, but yeah, they're fantastic. Being rabid and psychotic is not a requirement, folks. There's no need to go out and get bitten by dogs, okay? Okay. The Omloop Van Borsele mm. and the G-Stad Rosalare. Rosalare. Ros- Rosalare. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. GB Stad Rosalare. Nah, that's wrong. Rosalare. Anyway, I think we're both. Yeah, we've we've fucked that one up for sure. They're both really tough, sprinty, cobbly, windy, low countries races, and um, they're the again they're the kind where if you're trying to follow, if you were writing a live a live stream of them and um, Omelette van Borsalay does have a really fantastic ticker. Basically, by the time someone's attacked and someone else is caught and someone else is attacked and someone else is caught, you can't keep up typing it. It's brilliant. And they do really simple um, finish line cameras, fixed camera that they just pop to, to YouTube. Uh, Borsolet also has a junior women's stage race, and that's really, really lovely. You can really do well at talent spotting for the future of that one. I recommend it. That is very cool. Also, um, GP stud Rosala is um, the Queen of England's actual birthday, so look out for a British rider that day. How do you even know that shit? Because uh, it's actually my brother's birthday, and so he found out somehow when he was a kid, and yeah. She sent him a card once. Well, he sent her a card first, and then one of her staffers sent it back. But the story's better if you say the Queen sent him a card. So the Queen sent him a card. Congratulations to Dan's brother. I mm. bet that was the, no, high point of your life. That would be very, very bad. Well, particularly seeing as how it happened to someone else, Yeah. No, the high point of his life, Dan. You said your life. Yeah, I was talking to him. I said congratulations, Dan's brother. 
Oh, wow. Anyway, moving on, because we still have more to talk about. On the 25th, we have the GP Liberazione. We do, which is the, um, the, other, the other big Italian classic. But that weekend is crazy. So the, weekend, the 25th is GP Liberazione. The 24th to the 28th of April is Gracia Olivar, um stage race. Mm, but check. The big, the big race that weekend the race that sarah will forever have fond 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 memories of i just want to go there this year again oh the festival luxembourgeois du cyclisme feminine elsie jacobs elsie jacobs was the first ever women's road race world champion and the Luxembourg, the, 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 the Luxembourg just puts on this amazing race. It used to be the reason I include it in the classic season is because it used to be two standalone races: the GPLC Jacobs and the G, GP Nick France. And then they added a team time trial, and then they turned it into a little stage race. It's just lovely. If you ever had the chance to go to Luxembourg, go on the weekend of the twenty sixth to the twenty eighth of April. Um, I went there a couple of years ago. It was sunny. People were amazing. I drank beer. I ate waffles with strawberries. I listened to... Don't, do, don't they have beer and waffles in England? Uh, <laughs> the waffles were amazing. They were just light and fluffy and real cream <laughs> and strawberries and the sunshine and women's racing and... Oh. It was amazing. Thank you very much, Steph Wyman and the Matrix team for taking me that year. Oh, and congratulations to them as an aside. They picked up a relationship with Skoda the other week. Awesome. I know. Matrix Matrix Fitness Racing Academy, as they are this year. Mm. You can still find them on their onthedrops.cc website. Um, yeah, they've been sponsored by Skoda. And isn't that great? It's a brand new sponsor. Yeah. Oh, and they're... So apparently Volpine, which is this very cool indie cycling clothing company, um, I've mentioned them before. Have they're they're sponsoring them too? Oh, cool! So it's just yeah, it's really nice. I'm really ha- really really happy for them. So yay, yay, Steph, yay, good team. stuff. We spoke to Helen um, just before Christmas about Cross, but we need to catch up with Steph, and particularly now that they've got this deal with Skoda, because I want to ask him all sorts of awesome Skoda driving questions. Because remember the ad from. Was it last year or the year before during the tour when Skoda launched their new TV ad? And it was like their, you know, cycling thing of riders throwing wheels on cars and doors getting slammed into walls as they race up narrow roads and stuff like that. It was very cool. I want to know if a Skoda can actually do that shit. I'm sure he'd be able to tell you all about it. What? You think Steph's a careful driver? Okay. <laughs> No, I was just thinking because the only adverts I noticed in the Tour de France are the ridiculous ones. <laughs> That's not ridiculous? Holy shit. Oh, okay. come on. Do you not remember Frank Schleck being semi-naked and getting a massage? Andy Schleck showering with his bike. The Alberto Contador playing Spin the Bottle with City Shoes. And the Pipo Pizzato naked oiled up City advert. See, that, the Tour de France is actually televised live on a national broadcaster here in Australia, so we don't get those ads. And I have to say, I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything. But they're ridiculous. I, I'm, yes, they sounded. They really do. Why would, you show Frank, why would you show Frank and Andy Schleck semi-naked? Why would anyone show cyclists? Like, seriously, they're, they're scrawny, they have weird tan lines... Um, and they're awkward in front of cameras. Like, 
really, who thinks cyclists are selling a damn thing? But that's why Pipo was quite good, because he's at least bulky. He's at least a sprinter. Well, anyway, and only God can of... judge him, so, you know, fine. Enough of naked male cyclists. <laughs> too, <laughs> so like... too much, I say. Too much. <laughs> So that's our brief, that's our, that's the Sarah and Dan's arbitrary version of the biggest race in the spring classics calendar. There are, of course, loads of other races, and I'll put links to um, the racing calendar um, up on our site so you can go and see all the other races. And, of course, we'll talk about them as the season progresses. What what site was that again, Sarah? ProWomensCycling.com I'm glad, you know, that we managed to make it through the classics in only half an hour. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We've got plenty of time left to talk about other things. <laughs> oh shit! Well, the other the other big races of the year to watch out for. Um, if you're following the World Cup, that's the first four races the World Cup done. The next ones are the Tour of Chongming Island on 12th of May, which is in China. It's completely flat. It's one for the sprinters. Um, oftentimes, a lot of the people who have just who are leading the World Cup just don't even bother going to China because it's not a race for the um, punchy climbers who can win in Flanders. <laughs> Although mm. I think Anthony van Vluten did very, very well in 2011. Then we have a break, and that's till August, and we go to Sweden. Who doesn't love Sweden? Norway, Sweden? that's who. Easy. Well, yes, but, you know, um, Norway. I think they try to own each other so many times. Um 16th of August, the um, Open de Sved Vogorda, Open de Sved Vogorda, um, team time trial on the 16th of August, and the road race on the 18th of August, and the team time trial is particularly interesting, because that gives us a flavour of what's going to happen in the, the Road World Championships. And then the final, final race of the year, but one of my absolute favourites. I know they're all my absolute favourites, but I have particular love for GP Plouet on the 31st of August. Mm. Oh. Mm. Do you feel like you skipped over a race in July at all? That's not part of the World Cup season, but yeah. The no, but, race... but, you know, just in terms of chronological order and stuff like that. <laughs> just little thing, yeah. The biggest, the biggest, there's only one women's equivalent of the Grand Tour. Okay, women's races, if you don't know this already, have, are limited by the UCI. They're limited to how far women can race on a day. And that's why women's races. I, I think it's fair to say, Sarah, that women's cycling in general is limited by the UCI. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much across the board. I think we can all just agree limited by the UCI. Fuck, you're right. But they're basically... I mean, I know you're robot Sarah and you're secretly in love, well, not even secretly, but in love with Pat McQuaid now and a big fan of all things UCI, but, you know, limited by the UCI. I I can't... I have... I mean... Does not compute. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, in the rules, it says all women's road races are limited to being week-long only, unless they're ones that were over a week in 2009 or something. And it used to be that there were three Grand Tours. There was the um, women's, equi- the women's um, equivalent of the Tour de France, I guess, the um, Grand, Bou- Grand Boucle. Um, they used to co- but then they weren't allowed to call it the Grand Boucle because they got sued by the ASO. Hurrah! Um, <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Just, oh. Wow. And so that collapsed a couple of that collapsed a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, thanks, thanks, ASO, you fuckers. Yeah, and then there was the Tour de Lode, 
Oh, and that is in southern France, in the Lode region, in the Pyrenees. And it was one of those races where Emma Pooley wins. Therefore, but one of Sarah's favourite races ever. But you know what happens when Emma Pooley wins races? <laughs> um, the Scots weep. I, I, where the race... Is- the races disappear from the calendar. It's a really, really... Um... Oh, right, you're invoking the Pooley curse. Right, okay. Yeah, well, exactly. there goes there goes your chances of ever having a friendly conversation with Emma. So I, I hope that one, was worth it. She's the one who mentioned it in the first place. She's got these really funny, pithy interviews where she's like, yeah, no, I really love racing, but every time I win a race, it seems to collapse next year. Mm. Bastard. Mm. Is also is that the real reason she was talking about taking this year off? What in the hope that races? <laughs> well, well, we've lost too many races, so. I can't. Yeah, maybe maybe the rest of the peloton clubbed together and said, "Look, please, for the love of God, we can't lose anymore." And <laughs> PhD talk is all a lie. Oh, uh, not true. Not true at all. That's an ugly rumor spread by the UCI via Robot you Sarah. I am so going to miss seeing Emma Pooley in the World Cup races, but I loved her. And a couple of weeks ago, I put up a post with um, various uh, team launch videos in it. And one of them it was the Bigler team launch. And it had an interview with Emma Pooley where she was laughing at the fact that she's going to be, she thinks, she, I'm going to be fat. I'm going to be fat and ridiculous. And I might finally have ridden myself into any kind of condition by the time of the World Champs. So she's racing for Bigler, small Swiss team. She's not doing any World Cups. Um, she won't be doing the Giro Don. But what she was saying, which was really interesting, is that her goal for the season is to support other riders and help other riders develop. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? It is. It is. Also, I, um, for the last two minutes, couldn't help but just think over and over, God, I wish I was fat as Emma Pooley. She is only five foot tall. True, true. So maybe, maybe two Emma Pooleys. Because I'm like, I'm like double her height. So yeah. Yes. So you could be double her, double her weight as well. Yeah, and still be forty kilos. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Mm. So the Giro Don, if it happens, I mean, still lots of rumours about it. The um, organisers have just gone, oh, God, we can't cope anymore with defaulting sponsors and the world of hell that it is. But it's supposed to be 28th of June to the 7th of July. And if you want to go to Italy for your holiday and stand by the side of the road and cheer and be part of the amazing atmosphere, that is where I want to go. Can you take me too, please? Hi, welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned UCI begging show with Robot Sarah. <laughs> oh, and you can send me an iPad as well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother, she doesn't know what to do with them. <laughs> Apparently, I can't understand the wonders of an iPad because I've never played with one properly. <laughs> Seen one in real life? Swiped anything? I've swiped. Whatever. You actually asked me if you meant to put them in the oven to warm them up so the battery works. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. On a low heat, she says. Whatever. <laughs> so that's the calendar. And obviously, we start off with the Omloop this weekend. Omloop. If only one of us were going to that race, just so that we you could get what? an impression of it and, you know, see what was going on, stand in the snow, maybe lose a toe to frostbite. That would be a story. 
can you imagine what it would be like to be standing by the roadside and maybe, you know, maybe getting a lift up to the Molenberg mm. or abstract section of cobbles? I mean, I, I, you know, it would be really good. I, I don't know what that would be like. Well, speaking of begging, maybe, maybe we could ask for a ride and someone would take one of us. Well, I am going to be at the Omelette this weekend. So, yeah, I'll be there with the Breast Cancer Cycling Team and uh, you'll be able to read my my thoughts and feelings on it on totalwomenscycling.com. That's totalwomenscycling.com. <laughs> and obviously I'll put links on our site too. Yep. Yes. Um, which, actually, just to catch up anyone who may not have heard of them, they're a pretty cool new site um, that are dedicated, as the name suggests, to all things women's cycling, which obviously inc- includes road racing, which is our main focus, but actually other kinds of, of cycling as well. So um, everything from casual commuting all the way through to the mountain bike and BMX and all that sort of stuff too. Very much worth a check. Yes. But, yeah, Omelou, Omelou, <laughs> it's 125 kilometers, right? Yes. It's um, you know the men's race generally looks as if you've thrown some spaghetti down on a map and used that as the way to map the course. The women's race is much more sensible, but it's also very quite different from the men's race. They only share the last third of the race in common. Yeah, I'll put a link to all the or I'm, I'm writing a race preview on PodiumCafe.com and I'll put a link on our site to that. But we've got eight Hellingham listen to these names Dan except for that I can't pronounce them but just imagine you've got the the Cluisberg the Cote de Treau which is also the Quaramont the Peterberg the Molenberg oh it's amazing can you say Molenberg for me the Molenberg can you say Peterberg Paterberg for me the Paterberg Edelaraberg Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I mean, the weather's fucking atrocious. It's freezing, it's snowing. If it's not snowing, it's raining. I'm basically going to be wearing everything I own, I think. But they have eight climbs. The first climb is about at 28 kilometers, um, so they have a nice warm-up. Then the second climb is at 43 kilometers. But it's when they hit the same section as the men hit, just outside Audenarda, they then have the last um, four climbs. And not only four climbs, they also have four of the five sections of cobbles. So at what point do you think um, Mariana will solo away to victory? Well, Mariana's not racing there, Dan. Well, that doesn't stop her from soloing away to victory, Sarah. I think you know this. (laughs) That is awesome. I think the, the the race the rider I think will is starts at the favourite has to be Emma Johansson. Actually, the team that starts at the favourite is the favourite has to be Orica AIS because oh my fucking god! Um, last year it was won by Luz Hunewijk for Orica. The year before, the two years before, it was it was won by Emma Johansson. Um, and yeah, so I mean, those two are on right. the same fucking team. So, so this is Orica's really first big test, as in, um, you know, whether or not they can can pull off a major victory uh, with with one of the previous three winners. Oh yeah, <laughs> previous yeah, exactly. I mean, last year they won Qatar and then they won the Om Loop, and it was like, oh my fucking god, they're going to be. And this year, after Qatar, after their um, uh, 
Mm, interesting. Well, you know, they did get the team prize, and they did ride... Interestingly? Yeah. They yeah. rode fucking well. And no, they fair, did. But if you're taking a classics, a, a squad of classic specialists to a sprinty race, it's it's not really surprising that... To, a, to a sprinty race in the desert, so... <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit different. You have to I I do have to admit the conditions in Qatar are slightly different to the conditions in Ghent. Yes. I mean for one thing it's not snowing in Qatar. Um, and so, yeah, it's about 40 degrees colder than it was in Qatar. Um instead of sand it's snow, so I guess that's kind of the same thing. Um <laughs> Yeah. Instead of flat, it's full of little fucking evil hills. And can the I roads, you... the roads in Qatar tend to be smoother. Can I tell you some stats? Can I bore Please. you? Please, I love stats. The Kluisberg, one point eight kilometers, average six point three gradient, with a maximum of fourteen percent. Piss easy. Next, the Paterberg, Paterberg, three hundred eighty meters, so it's not that long. Average thirteen point seven percent, with a maximum of twenty. Oh, fuck, that's the bit that goes upside down. That hurts. <laughs> and the Monenberg, 500 metres, average 9.8% and max 14%. Sounds, sounds easy, but it's harder than it sounds. The, the cobbly sections. Lippenhoverstraat, 1.3 kilometres of Kollenberg. Co- the Paderstraat, 2.3 kilometres. And the Langemunter, 2.5 kilometres. And that doesn't include the roads that are just shitty... Belgian classics territory anyway. Ooh, I don't know about you, but my sit bones feel bruised already. And the Mollenberg the Mollenbergs um the Mollenbergs are cobbled climb anyway, right? Mm. <sighs> it's gonna be awesome. So yeah, so Orica, they've got Luz Hunnawijk, Emma Johansson, they've got Tiff Cromwell who had that amazing um I believe last time I referred to it as a 107 motherfucking kilometre breakaway. <laughs> no, but also in Flanders last year, um, Judith Arn won for Orica AIS, and one of the key moves was Tiffany attacking on the, cob- on the first cobbled section, and that was the attack that caused the break that shredded the race and gave Judith, that Judith then won out of. So... Hmm... Rabo, well, there's no Mariana Voss, but they do have Annemiek van Vleuten and Lisbeth de Vocht and Iris Slappendel, who are just fucking amazing. Oh, well, that's that's clearly a shitty B team. So. <laughs> Fuck, no wonder no wonder Carl Lehm has been so confident on Twitter, or like, <laughs> fucking no one else is bringing a good team, I can't believe they're not showing the race respect and fucking <laughs> bullshit He's and not. all that sort of He's thing. Specialised have so last year um Luce Hunnawijk won out of a two women's sprint between her and Ellen Van Dyke of specialized Lululemon and Van Dyke's teammate Trixie Warwick brought it came third out of a small group of eight. This is the specialized Lululemon team. It's got Tutenberg, Ina. Ina's back. Ina's back. Ina. <laughs> oh, I'm so old this racing so hard. I must retire, Ina. She never left. Ellen Van Dyke, Trixie, Lisa Brunauer, Evie Stevens, Katie Corcloff, Lauren Roney, and Carmen Small. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's really going to be a shit race, isn't it? Uh, then, the team that I'm quite interested in how they're doing, high-tech products. 
Yeah, unfortunately, this is a team that's really going to struggle. I mean, I was joking before when I said Carl was, you know, talking about how everyone else was bringing a shit team, but he has actually been on Twitter today expressing his real concern at how his team's going to cope with being competitive, uh, given the fact that everyone else is bringing such strong teams along to the race. And, you know, our very own dear friend Jens, who... Um, some may know from Podium Cafe. Uh, he's he's a, a charming Swede, and so has a lot of sympathy for um, for the Norwegian team because he loves Norwegians. Had this to say in response: Poor Whittle High Tech, who only have two thirds of the world's podium, and Hosking and Ratto there. Poor Whittle Chancellor's High Tech. Boo hoo. <laughs> You know what? Elisa Longo Borghini last year came seventh. Yeah, she was in that group. She was in the second, you know, the the Trixie Warwick second group. And Chloe Hosking won the sprint for the third group. Yeah. (laughs) And Lisa Nostvold was 11th in between between those two groups. So, you know, I would say my, um, if it's not one of the Dutch, I mean, obviously I kind of have Emma Johansson, people, Ellen van Dyke, Luce Hunter Wyke up there. But watch out for Elisa Longo Borghini because fuck me, she's going to be good. True. The other team that's going to be good, which has two riders from last year's, um, last year's top 10, is Bowles Dolmans. Yeah, now that's going to be interesting too. All right, lay it on me. Bowles Dolmans. So Martina Brass. I mean, Martina Brass is is a Dutch classics fucking sensation. She's a real, really interesting rider. Um, I'll link you to the interview I did with her a couple of years ago on Podium Cafe because she has the most amazing stories from the early days of women's cycling. She's been cycling for about 20 years. Yeah, She's got stories about when they went to races and had to sleep in a bomb shelters. No, she hasn't been cycling for 20 years. She's been cycling for longer than Mariana Voss has been alive. <laughs> but then again, to be fair, so have most of us. <laughs> Honestly, people, Mariana's really fucking young. That's part of why she's such a phenomenon. <laughs> but no, Martina's got these amazing stories of how women's cycling develops. And actually, she's one of those riders who's worked really fucking hard to develop women's cycling. Um, she moved to Dolmans a couple of years ago when it was a small team. Um, it's about development, but they've added some really fucking good riders. And one of them is Lizzie Armitstead. Oh, well, you know, clearly no future for her. Now, Lizzie, we don't really know what Lizzie's like on the cobbles because um, Lizzie used to combine road racing with track. Mm. And everyone knows that track and cobbles have a lot in common. (laughs) And hills. (laughs) All those hills and left-hand turns and and smooth floors and cobbles. Almost exactly the same thing. It's just great. And, I mean, last year, year Lizzie... um, proved to be a real revelation I've always thought of her as a tough sprinter but I hadn't realised what a good cobbles rider she can be she was 10th last year and she spent quite a lot of the classic season um, riding for our drink attacking really hard early on and just causing mayhem in races and with um, Kirsten Veal sat in the bunch while they chased her it was just really 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 interesting I'm just she's yeah watch out for lizzie she's um she then went on and and won well the one that i was going to mention um was her really smart move obviously in the olympics road race you know to to come away with the silver there that was bloody great achievement 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, she won her two. The two, the two um, cobbly races she won were Hent with Elgem. Mm. Can you say that? Hent with Elgem, and the Omloop van Hegeland Tieltwinge Tieltwanger. Tieltwanger Tieltwinge. I have no idea how to say that. I'm useless. Holy shit balls! That was wow, wow. That was pretty okay. All right, I'll I'll. The Omloop van het Hakeland Tieltwinger. I'm going out out on a limb on that one and saying, I don't even give a shit if I totally fucked that up. That still had to be better than Sarah's. (laughs) You're probably right. Um... Other other writers, other writers. I'm going to be looking out for. Well, I mean, uh, there's a really interesting. When I look at the uh, the program, yeah, I'm looking at the list of the start list, yeah, and it's slightly problematic because it's got writers like Nettie Edmondson and Kirsten Veeld who are also on the start list for the Track World Championships this weekend. Mm. I'm not sure they're doing both, but then well, again, they might be. Nettie's already bagged a bronze in the individual pursuit at track, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. We're not ready to talk about that yet. But the team pursuits, I mean, maybe she's flying from Minsk to... It's not that far. It's so close. It's around the but corner. I mean, she's riding. Yeah. She's not actually flying. She's just, she's hopping on a bike afterwards and riding over. But they've also got Danny King for Wiggle Honda, who's also racing the team pursuit in Minsk. Anyway, I don't know. The start list, I don't think it's quite up to date yet. Um, but Argos Shimano, regardless of whether um, Kirsten Veeld's there, they're a fun team, um... You know, good, good, good fun. And um, Sengers, which is a very small team, have got Anna van der Breggen, who was one of the um, uh, one of the standouts from last year. Plus, we get to see what Tibco to the top can do. Tibco to the top. <laughs> yeah, you got to say that in American. Um, they've got Chantelle Blark, who's classics genius. Claudia Hauschler, who's just um, she's had a couple of bad years after a really bad accident in 2010, but you know she's she she just won everything um, in the past. It, she's just won everything, and she's really good. She's really hilly. I hope Claudia comes back and has a really good race. And also Shelley Olds. Um, I'm I I don't know what Shelley Olds is like on the on the cobbles, but she's just really strong shit hot rider remember the remember the olympics where she was in that final break mm. and um unfortunately had that terrible heartbreaking puncture in the last um out of the final break yes yes indeed hmm. <sighs> sorry moments pause for that that's what that was um all right so now sarah here comes the the crunch time because you're fortunate enough to be going to the race which means <laughs> which means You have to make a definite prediction so that I can mock you mercilessly when we recap the race next week. Mm. How many of that? Can I I say who's going to be on the podium? All right, you can give three, but only three. So none of this usual bullshit of, and then Emma Pooley, and then this, and then that, and then Anamique, and then Luce, and then, and then, and then, and naming half the fucking field. Three names. On the podium, Johansson, Vorak. Longo Borghini. All right, folks, you heard it here. Write it down. Or, you know, I, I, I guess it's my job to write it down. Um, and we'll, we'll mock Sarah. Um, if, if you get two out of three, I might even sing Meatloaf to you. I... <laughs> now you don't know what to hope for. 
I know. I was trying to work out which song as well because every song that flashed through my head just seemed just so wrong. But I got to hear you sing all. Uh, I'm not going to sing a goddamn thing, no matter what happens. But I am going to watch the race because it's going to be really, really cool. All right, quick. We've only got a few minutes left. Let's uh, let's talk track world cup. It's a track track world championship. Track Daniel. world champs cups championships. It's so goddamn confusing. Why do they have to give them all the same names? <laughs> right now, it's day two of the track world championships um, in Minsk in Belarus. Yesterday was amazing. Miriam Veltz, I was right. I was right on all my women's predictions yesterday. I was so impressive. Um, yesterday, Miriam Velter and Christina Vogel won the team sprint over Jinji Gong and Shuang Guo of China. Um, you, there's a really nice interview with um, Christina Vogel. Um, it's very sweet. We've put that on. I'm putting daily updates about the about where the videos are um, on on our website. And Sarah Hammer won her five thousand. Um, world championship title winning the individual pursuit um, Sarah Hammer's the only woman riding for USA out there but in the second and the third place were two Australians, Amy Cure and Nettie Edmondson It's true, those are the results You have to um, Today we've got the women's team pursuit which is going to be Britain versus Australia the rematch number 5000 it's going to be really good they've basically both bought really shit hot young amazing fantastic teams and yeah um can and australia I'm, get over the misery from the olympics i'm genuinely tipping the australians i really am. I am you know what i am too it's like they seem to they seem to take it in turns you know like how 2000 and um 2008 australia won everything on the track Yes. Well, not quite, but anyway. No, we um, did. We we even won the middle floorboards from the track. We actually got to bring those home. Actually, that's a lie because I think we won everything on the track. No, 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 definitely not. Yeah. No. Anyway, um, but yeah, every time Aussie Aussie versus GB is really fun, 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 fun competitions. Um, I would recommend, um, but I'm going to praise the UCI again. Oh, God damn it. Please, God, help me. If you know anyone from the Anonymous Hacking Collective, get in touch. We've fucking got to solve this problem. The UCI are streaming. Every, so every evening session, yeah, every day the evening session starts, which is um, 7 o'clock Belarusian time, which translates to 5 o'clock in Europe, Central European time, 4 o'clock in GB, and I don't know what time in the morning in Australia, probably some fucking hour that doesn't even exist over here it's so horrific but um yeah from those times i just said um the uci are streaming live on um the uci's youtube channel uh the the, the racing it's amazing and not only that but they're also putting up pretty much every race on their uci on the on the youtube channel it's just it's amazing mm. right Okay. No, it's really, really good. This is, I mean, this is fucking fantastic. Um, the the, the stream is geo restricted to the U USA Americans. We don't know why, but um, generally the denizens of places like Twitter and Podium Cafe and places like that can find you solutions if you need it. It but it's yeah, um, it's not that hard to work your way around, folks. So persist. Do. Yeah, so today, it's Thursday the 21st, we've got the women's 500 metres and the women's team pursuit, hurrah. Friday, we've got the women's scratch race and the qualifying rounds of the women's sprint. Saturday, we've got the women's points race, the women's, the women's sprint finals, 
and the first three rounds of the women's omnium. Now, this includes the elimination race. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you only watch one track race, watch the elimination race. It's so fucking good. And it's probably one of the few track races you can actually describe in one tweet. Yes, they shoot the last person every second lap. (laughs) And then on Sunday, the final day, Sunday the 24th, it's the women's Kieran and the final three rounds of the women's Omnium. So, yes, track, amazing. There should be some really good stuff. Also, um, if you are at all interested in playing the world's best virtual DS game, then you need to quickly head on over to PodiumCafeVDS.com and uh, sign up, create a team, and you can totally kick Sarah's ass and my ass too. Because, uh, you know, we'll probably be shit at it. Or I will. I mean, t- to be honest, by the time this, by the time Dan actually edits this thing... It'll, the deadline will have gone. No, but it really- won't. The deadline's Friday. You've got time, people. You've got to get it in before the om loop. But really, you've got like 12 hours, but that's enough time to make a team. You can get it done. Do it. I put links on our site, and Dan did write a post about how beer helped him make his team. Or did it? Dun, dun, dun. Um, other things we've seen this week. Um, you'll have seen this on our website, hopefully, but... Can I just say, Siri Minga? I was going to say, Siri on the rollers. That girl can cook for me anytime. Anytime. I don't care what she cooks, I'll eat it. You probably saw Siri Minga, um, high tech, high tech again. I mean, Carl, oh no, our little tiny team. What mm. are we doing? Yeah. High tech are fucking incredible. Look, They've mum, got- no hands, one leg cooking on the motherfucking rollers. Yeah. If you think he's exaggerating, he's actually not. It's even more awesome than that. Um, yes, if you want to watch a 19-year-old Norwegian girl cook on the rollers, that's we'll have links because fuck me, that's great. Honestly, um, even if you don't, but I swear at the very, very least, that is cooler than a mo- another motherfucking Harlem Shake video. So, you yeah, know. there is a Harlem Shake video this time by the Team Bowls Dolmans on the beach. Um, yeah, if you like internet memes, we'll link to that too. Um, and speaking of high tech. I just have been so impressed with their relentless, ridiculous PR strategy. They've been doing profiles of each of their riders, which have, have got really fucking random facts in them. I love it. The profiles of their, their riders are going up on their Facebook page. Um, Dear Carl, please also put them on your website. Love, Sarah. Um, they're really funny. They've been doing, um, so they have great profiles. Uh, Chloe Hosking had a blog on site news um, where she was talking about how she felt at the first team camp and what the what it's been like racing for high tech they're going all out on this follow high tech because they're so much fun and if you want to watch the om loop um follow carl lima's twitter which is carl with a k underscore lima l-i-m-a underscore high tech he's the team manager of uh, high tech he's hilarious he'll live treat tweet through the race and he's just an all-round good fun person and if you um tweet him and mock him he'll um he'll he'll respond in kind or you can be nice to him it's your choice but you know yep. oh, you... the other person to follow on twitter this week um anna mears oh my god anna mears as, as she's actually known oh my god anna mears um she is the sprint superstar from australia you might remember her winning the this track sprint in the Olympics this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Alamir's is not riding the track world championships this this year because um, she's having a year out after her after her Olympic year. If you follow her on her Twitter at Alamir's, she's being the biggest fangirl, what, sitting at home in Australia, watching at some god awful hour, watching the racing, fangirling about it, congratulating every rider for being brilliant, and generally just being a passionate, passionate cycling fan. I mean, you you just can't help liking riders who really enjoy the sport and really enjoy seeing their rivals winning and really enjoy everything about it. So follow Anna. Who would have thought it? Amazing, but true. <laughs> and lastly, folks, it is Click Through Thursday. I expect you all to find something, post it, and click the fuck on it because that's what we do on Click Through Thursday. Yeah, find any... Any team, anything you're interested in women's cycling, just go in, have a click. If you're going to a team page, click through to their sponsors page. If you're going to a rider page, click through their sponsors. If you see any article about women's cycling, just give it a click. Clicks mean prizes. Also, um, join us again next week when Sarah recaps in glorious detail her day at the Omloop and we get to mock her mercilessly for her podium predictions being completely wrong and hopefully we'll have hacked the software and fixed this UCI robot bullshit problem and Sarah will write another love letter to a team or rider they're all brilliant Dan all of them, every single one so many love notes to write and only a year in which to do it. Thank you for sticking with us, folks. Enjoy the Om Loop. Enjoy fucking Spring Classics. Racing's back, and it's going to be a good year. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.